Hello, soup lovers and lovers of food in bowls and lovers of hot liquids, um, lovers of viscous things in mugs, uh, recovering alcoholics, fathers, mothers, the lost, the found, the still looking. This is a podcast for you. Welcome to Ladle to the Grave, a podcast about soup. My name is Lavana, And I'm Jameson. Um, and we're two people who really love soup. Um, we're interested in everything about soup from its history to who, what soups people eat um, and who, like who, eat soup um and the different kinds of soup and pretty much anything that you can relate back to soup but also humanity right mostly humanity uh soup has been around for longer than most of our history since 10,000 bc and along that way there have been a lot of very positive things and there have been a ton of negative things and i think we want to move back and forth on both of those topics Uh, soup has been the observer to many of the great events in history and a lot of soups are tied to those events. I think it's be pretty interesting to move back and forth with those and learn something about soup uh, as well as have fun with it. So maybe, you know, if you want to get to know us a little bit, um, I'll ask Jameson, what is your favorite soup? I like an Italian wedding soup. And it has That's that kind of... That's also wrong. So this is, again, uh, is, is going to be a, a debate topic, clearly. It's not wrong. It's right. Um, I say it's, it's, it is a soup, but I, is, yeah. I would say Italian, Italian wedding, wedding soup is right at the end. my least favorite soup. Wow. Because it's an abomination. Okay. Because it is wrong. Expand on that. To put beef meatballs into chicken broth. And then eat them together. It's just like this is a very uh, Sith attitude. This is absolutism. <laughs> uh, what you're describing is a medley, <laughs> and many great arts and recipes have come from combining multiple things. Well, it's like turducken, and that's disgusting too. Turducken is eaten in layers, though. This right. is all together. That's I know, but that's what makes it even worse. Like that's why it's an abomination. See, this differing opinion is gonna. It, it yeah, almost parallels kind of, why a show about soup works yeah, this because is the kind of multiple things fascinating uh, debate that you can expect yeah. to hear whenever we feel like recording on this. a semi-regular basis. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So uh, my favorite soup was that the first question? Yes. Yes, but I'm going to ask it, Lavana. Okay. What is your favorite soup? My favorite soup is the basic bitch chicken noodle. Wow. This because, is disappointing to hear. Because it's timeless, and I think you can have a variation of chicken noodle in pretty much any culture. So, like, you know, you can have chicken noodle with udon noodles. You can have ramen with chicken. And it's all kind of chicken noodle soup. So if I, if I had to just eat one, like if somebody was like, you only have one soup forever, that's all you have, I would... I would choose chicken noodle because it's like, it's like when you like you get the genie out of the bottle and he's like, "You have three wishes," and you're like, "Okay, I wish for unlimited wishes." That's like chicken noodle soup. 
I'm going to do what you didn't do. I'm not going to attack you. I think I'm actually <laughs> going to agree a little bit. I think it's a solid choice. It's strong. It's it's you can't really go wrong. There is some variety in there. It is best when it is not in its variety because I think there's a nostalgia that most yes. people look for. Yeah. There's a there's a healing component to it. Yes. Um uh so that that's a solid choice. Yeah. Uh I hope that this podcast will cause your taste to grow. I hope so too. And now I start attacking that you can choose maybe a more advanced, more progressive form of soup. Yes. I think it is everything that soup should be in that, like you said, it's nostalgic. It's comforting. It is brothy. It has vegetables and grains. It has kind of just everything that you would that you could want or need in a diet or in a soup like in in life really you know okay you're like yes basic sustenance has yes so yes. If somebody if somebody just said you can only eat chicken noodle soup every day <laughs> i mean i already do but regularly i would yeah i mean but i was gonna say sodium wise don't do that <laughs> uh but uh, i think that's the only drawback the best part about chicken noodle soup is it's it's low floor high upside it's a high ceiling low floor uh, you can make a right, really, really no out. Oh, yes. Sorry, I'm not. Listen to what I'm saying. All right, so <laughs> it has a high floor, high ceiling. So okay, okay. That's what I mean. Chicken noodle is typically, even when it's kind of bad, pretty good. And its upside is that it can be phenomenal. Like it yeah. can re, it can be restructured to yeah. The suit the select choice of chicken that you have, certain vegetables, yeah. how long you want to simmer. Herbs. It. Herbs. Herbs. <laughs> Yeah, herbs, <laughs> herbs. <laughs> um, yeah, so chicken noodle, uh, I think is a pretty solid choice. It's not my choice, and uh, I think fine. you defended it pretty well. Yeah. So, Lavana, what does soup mean to you? I would say soup for me is like a hug that I can put in my mouth that also makes me warm. Mm. So everything good in this you know in today's times in this life in this mortal coil we need things like soup to get by like just to survive i mean as like to eat also like we need to eat right but also hmm. it makes you feel good it does okay if you just put i mean yeah alcohol soup would be good too that we're gonna get into okay Sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, Jameson, what does soup mean to you? Soup used to be something I wasn't that interested in. It felt like an older person's dish. It felt like it was sort of the end of life, personally, to me. Mm -hmm. It just felt like it, it felt old. Right. Uh, and I'm getting to a place in life where I'm actually coming around to soup. And I want that. Because you're getting old. Uh, I mean, we could say Maybe. that's what <laughs> is that's happening here. I don't want to yeah. say it out loud. <laughs> I just want to think it at night when I'm about to go to sleep. Uh Probably because I'm getting old and probably because that fire that is part of you every day is quelling a little bit. And I'm looking at soup a lot differently. I'm not just seeing it as something that is the end. I'm seeing it that as I'm getting older and realizing life isn't ending, it's only getting a bit better. But it will. It will. It will, yeah. Horribly. Yeah. And quickly. Yeah. And without mm -hmm. notice. Mm -hmm. But before it ends, yeah. I'll have an opportunity to... And, yeah, and discover the world of soup. Use it as my discover vessel. Discover the world through soup. Use it as my vessel yeah. for how I'm changing, how I feel now, how I used to feel, and still kind of investigate 
the element of myself that I liked when I was younger, which is hard, hard skepticism and cynicism and dark humor. Is there is there any soup that you just cannot stand? Like you you just won't eat it. Yeah, uh, carrot and ginger. Okay, good choice. I concur. Yeah, we talked about this earlier, but yeah. uh, any soup that just gives it all away, right? Not that interested in. It Plus, also the the consistency of carrot when it's been soaked is yeah. not one I enjoy. And carrot ginger is one of those soups that it's like it's like it's like for people who drink green juices, you know, all the time. It's yeah. like a health food, which you know, not if you want to if you want to have that occasionally, but it's not like good. You know, like stop saying that carrot ginger soup is good. It's You're not. eating it because it's low calorie and theoretically healthy, but it's not like making you happier. If anyone uh, is listening to this and is a carrot and ginger fan, it's a good time to yes, stop. Yes, please add us. Uh, or add us. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, change our minds a little bit. If you have yeah. something that adds to it, maybe we've just always had bad carrot and ginger soup, but yeah. that's because I think carrot and ginger soup will always be bad. Yeah. Um. So I think I'm trying to think of what – I got to say, I think my least favorite soup is Italian wedding. Wow. I mean, I have – I think I, I've – should revisit it again. I have could you? traumatic memories. For the sake of this, could you revisit it? I could. I have I have a soup trauma. Let's call it that. Soup trauma memory from college. They used to have Italian wedding somewhat frequently, and I've I've been a soup lover from since day one. I've always loved soup. I eat it probably at least once a day, every day. Uh, but well, so you know whenever. When you're in, you know, a cafeteria or something, I always go for what is, you know, what is the soup today? And they had Italian wedding frequently. And I remember the first time I tried it and I thought, oh, meatballs. I like meatballs. And it's got pasta. I yeah. like that. But then. All the things that brought me to it. Yeah. Keep me going back. But then when I actually tried it, I was like, there's something wrong. And I couldn't put my finger on it at first, but then I realized this is chicken broth with beef meatballs. Chicken and beef together in one bite. Delicious. Wrong. This is like being bitten by a Labrador. Not all Labradors are bad. I think you had a bad one. Ordinarily, this flavor goes together very well. It's harmonious. Okay. You you have a differing opinion. I'm saying I'm that's willing gonna to change. try. I'm willing to try to get, but it like I said, it was like a soup trauma, like it was, or a food trauma. It was it 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 scarred me to the point where every time I see Italian wedding, I'm back in that eating hall or whatever you call that in college. That's what people call them, yeah. The eating eating hall. halls, yeah. <laughs> that's what they're typically, nice. especially when you're a college educated person. Woo-hoo! They're referred to as eating halls. So whenever, so yeah, whenever I have it, it's like I'm right back in that eating hall for the first time, tasting the soup that just tastes just wrong in in, and I can't, you know. That's not going to be the experience every time. I yeah, know. if you go to a CC's, you're going to get bad Italian wedding soup. Do they have it at the Olive Garden? Uh, I can't imagine they wouldn't. Right? Uh, I still wouldn't recommend trying it there. I love I love the Olive Garden though. But okay. this, if but I'm really, I really need yeah. something that's going to be. Yeah. Very excellent yeah, to turn quality. you around. Yeah, yeah. So we're talking Sizzler. We're okay. talking a Robbins on something that's okay. really going to move you I, uh, in quality. We should, you know what? 
we'll yeah we'll do we'll i'll try italian wedding and then you have to try carrot ginger at some point you don't like it either though no i know but this is but it's my not penance. but it's not <laughs> i see because you have nothing to it's not my what back. is it my white whale or whatever yeah. <laughs> it's not your white whale <laughs> it's not your one-armed man yeah it's not your one-armed suit <laughs> all right uh, I will make that pledge now. Yeah, I will try. I will, I will try miso and carrot if you will try Italian wedding soup again. Carrot ginger. You said miso Sorry, carrot. I'm sorry. I will try carrot ginger soup again if you will try Italian wedding soup again. Yes, I will try Italian wedding soup That again. will be done live. One thing I wanted to bring up is why now is a good time to talk about soup as well. Yes, why? because it's almost summer. Because it's almost summer. Yeah. Which we all know is prime, prime soup, soup season. Time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so here's a little something on why now in 2019 is a good time to start soup. Campbell's did a survey not too long ago. And of the 2,000 people they surveyed, um, 97% of them said they loved or liked soup. And yeah, it's a little skewed because Campbell's hmm. doing the survey is a little like your mom asking you if she's a good mom. <laughs> like you're going to probably bias it a little bit. But of those people that responded with love or like, the primary age group were millennials. It wasn't baby boomers. It wasn't Gen Xers. It was millennials. So huh. kind of to my point of why I always felt soup was an old man's game, it's not. It's us. Right. We are now the primary demographic that enjoys soup, yes. you and I, in the millennial category. And of that demographic, it was West Coasters that mostly said love or like. Huh. Not East Coast, where you'd think there'd be a primary yeah. emphasis on the cold weather and these warm, comforting soups, not the South that have these rich, brothy soups. Right. It was the West Coast. So I think particularly now is a prime time to start a podcast about soup yeah if there if there ever was a time i mean there's always a time there's it's a lot a, it's, of times it's always been the time a podcast about soup in 5000 bc would have been really exciting yeah, yeah, yeah. it would have been good then a lot of emerging Still recipes good. there would have been a yeah. weekly or at least decadely update on yeah. what new soup recipes there were but now is when we have the ability to recap all of that yeah and there's so much to learn about soup i, I mean you know if for something, I don't think there's anything else in my life that I like, I love as much as soup that I actually know very little about as far as history or anything like that. Like, I, I know what soups I like and I know how to make some soups, but I don't know anything about actually, like, really know anything about soup. So it'll be a really interesting journey. Agreed. I don't think either of us are claiming to be chefs no. or even that good of cooks. But we're, we have access to chefs. We do, actually. And we're going to have some chefs on the show. Yeah. We're going to have chefs, comics, um, people that will be able to bring very unique perspectives to soup in the coming weeks. And life. And life. Yes. Um, and life experience through soup. Soup. Well, soup experience that will be applied to life. Yeah. All of, all of that and more <laughs> on Ladle to the Grave. So even though it's only our first show, uh, we already have a sponsor, which is pretty incredible. Um, I had no idea that this would take off so quickly. I had a pretty good idea, but it's nice to see it affirmed. Yeah. Uh, just is a testament to how much people want to be involved in soup and us as, as people. Right? And get the soup word out. Yeah. Uh, so today's Ladle to the Grave is brought to you by Uncle Jerry's Through the Day Sippin' Soup. The only 20-proof soup on the market. Because like Uncle Jerry always said, I'm, I'm super drunk. drunk. Now available in a variety of spirited flavors, including Ginestroni, Vodka Vichy Soie, Rumbo, and Cream of Jack Daniels. Don't forget to ask for it by name and accept no imitations. 
Uncle Jerry's Sip and Soup. Never drink on an empty stomach. Must be 21 or over. Uncle Jerry's is not responsible for loss of dignity, DUIs, or bingo games gone wrong. So, one thing that I was wondering before we started this podcast was, like, where does soup come from? Because really, I mean, soup is just kind of water or liquid with crap in it, right? So, um, like, but where, who, you know, where did that actually start? So I looked it up. It turns out that gruel is the likely origin of soup. Um, <laughs> what most people of today know gruel from is the Oliver Twist thing. It's just kind of gruel has become this word that just means disgusting, almost inedible food. So they're like, please, Dad, I have some more. It's like a semi-liquid that only like orphans. It's pathetic and because you wouldn't eat. want the first one, but life yeah. is so desperate that yeah. you actually want more of this horrible food. Yeah, I associate it mostly with like French prisoners. Like, yes, it's something you yeah, either get gruel, jail. yeah, rainwater, or old it's always bread. in like a dirty. It's always in like a dirty giant pot with like a dirty ladle, and there's like. There's like bugs flying around, and like hair, and like the, and the, like the person comes through, and they're all dirty, and they and they have like sweat all over them, and they put their little like metal can forward, and then this like giant sad person with a hairnet just like slops it into the can. It's the word that makes you think of punishment as a food. Yes. So, but actually, so basic gruel, or classic gruel, uh, is. Actually, not that terrible. It is just groats and water. So, what are my, groats? Yeah, because that's not a word. What I've are groats? Known. So, groats has it turns out have a few meanings. I went to naturally urban dictionary first, sure, to find out as um, urban people do. So, to groat verb is the art. Or practice of staring longingly at someone else's food in order to get some for yourself. As in. Pure envy. Yes. (laughs) Here here it is in a sentence. Stop staring at my gruel, you groat. Master says we only get one measure. That was, I would imagine, like an Oliver Twist kind of thing. It's the unedited. It's sort of (laughs) what didn't make it into the book. Um, but so the groats that we'll be eating today and the ones that are used in traditional gruel are basically just a grain that hasn't been processed. Groats include the cereal germ and the bran portion of the grain, as well as the endosperm. Sure. Which is the usual product of milling. If you understand that, awesome. Great. I don't. And I'm not really going to explain it, but basically to me, groats, it's just somebody, somebody went out and stopped on, stomped on some wheat and like poured some hot water on it. And I just think that's how people ate back then. Endosperm does sort of sound like the villain of most sperm. <laughs> it's who they have to face in the next life. Well, but interesting. So groats are very low calorie. They're low fat. They're high in fiber. Mm. And they have complex carbohydrates. They have protein, iron, and all the essential amino acids. Why aren't they more popular? 
Uh, Why hasn't this been a fad diet yet? Right, the peasant diet. Yeah. Sort of very yeah. similar to the paleo. Yeah, yeah. No, but like the poverty diet. <laughs> this, yeah. We just have a different version of the poverty diet right. now, which is uh, usually available is through a drive through. Yeah. It's not keto. Okay. Uh, I don't imagine people make it washed. more or less yeah. they're served it as yeah, a punishment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's the bare minimum of like jail food or something <laughs> you can make in such a large quantity that uh, the price point doesn't. You don't need to worry about individual servings yeah. being palatable. But here's a fun fact I learned about gruel. Please, give it me one. actually served to the third class people on the Titanic. I've, I've never seen Titanic, but which I know. Let's, that's another, another. Let's rewind that a sec. Another discussion for now another we're here time. Now, <laughs> what uh I've never seen Titanic. Do you not like being moved? Or wh- were you jailed for a while? No, I was... Even ambiently, most people have seen Titanic on like a TBS. There's There are a few things that I just didn't see when I was a kid or that it became kind of part of my identity as right. I'm a person who hasn't seen Titanic. You're one of the people that claim they don't have a TV and it makes them interesting. <laughs> it's not that. It is a little bit that, isn't it? Though, it's. I guess so. I get. I. I it's like a sort. It's like saying I've never been stung by a bee. Like, that's a little more happenstancey, though. Right. The Titanic one would be a choice. Yeah, and I have avoided it at all. Like every time it's on TV, like even in high school, they would show it on the bus sometimes, going on school trips, and I would purposely turn around. So nice that I school. Have first to of all. <laughs> they used to show us speed too. They would show us speed on bus trips, like. <laughs> that was a mistake i know well it's just public school man it's great what well there there are tvs in public school no buses? yeah yeah really? most yeah most buses have tvs no they do not when was the last time you took a greyhound uh well actually okay so now you're saying greyhound you were saying Here's school co- a second not ago. school buses not school right, buses right. not That's... like cheese buses like the coaches that you take for like a long trip so like, okay okay if you're driving to like and like you're going on a senior trip to like some shitty amusement park. That makes sense. Yeah. The the uh like morning bus route into school is what it sounds like. <laughs> no, <laughs> they just play speed so every posh, day. So posh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they just play. Wrong footage. time to watch it. Yeah, before play, first period. Yeah, but... footage of of car crashes <laughs> and um, nudity. Yeah, but back to gruel. Sorry, do you mind if I if I go back? Yeah. I digress. I mind, gruel. but please. Sorry. Gruel originated, um, they believe, in the 9th to 12th century BC in ancient Greece. And something that's interesting about gruel is it transcended social classes. So pretty much everybody ate gruel. But the rich people had it as like a side. Mm. And the poor people were like, this is all I have. Yes. Um, But everyone pretty much ate it. Um, And I'm sure they could like, you know, give their gruel lots of accoutrements that made it not as sad. Oh, yeah. Saffron gruel. Yeah. Cinnamon gruel. Yeah. A dessert gruel. <laughs> exactly. So, but, so, poor people, it was, gruel was especially appealing to them. Um, and because nobody had ovens in their houses, so the whole town or village or whatever they lived in had to use these communal ovens, which still exist, I think, in some parts of the world. Um, so, like, if you wanted to, like, bake a, piece of you know bake a loaf of bread you had to go down to the communal oven wait in line and then bake it so i think gruel 
to me, I would imagine they were just like, who wants to go down in the fucking oven? I'm just going to stay home right. and make some gruel. I'm going to let just whatever warmth permeates through my house yeah. become gruel. Well, I imagine the communal oven, it's like, you know, when you have like the microwave in the kitchen at work. Right. And it's like just everybody's using pot. it. And you're just like, oh, and there's always like that one person that's like really bogarts it or whatever. So Who didn't clean out the cauldron? <laughs> There's still gruel here. So, but if so, to me, like if I were living back then, I'd be like, "Oh, I can't deal with like the communal oven. Like, let me just, let me just gruel it up at home." Right. Um, and they, and I think people would add things to it if they could, like fermented fish, which sounds delicious. Mm. Um, or I don't know what they have lying around their house. What did you even have in ancient Greece, like Insects. lying around? Yeah. Uh, well, gr- and Greece. Yeah. I'm at well. Greece sounds lusher than most. Greece sounds right. like there's a lot of agriculture. Right. Wine was popular in Greece for a long time, so grapes. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Th- I can see trying to fruit it up a little bit. Right. Um, you know, yogurt. I don't know exactly. <laughs> Do they have yogurt back then? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't think uh, uh, Dannon was uh, oh, quite a thing. Yet. They would put, if they were lactating, they like squeeze breast milk into it. Into gruel? Yeah. So they didn't have to use water. That was like the that was like the fancy. How hard up for water were they? <laughs> no, but that was like the fancy person's gruel. That's what I was reading. It's like, like you had everybody could have like gruel with water. Sure. But if you were having company. Oh, you break out the breast milk. Yeah, yeah. you get the milk. <laughs> <laughs> Linda, Bob, great to have you over. Can I offer you Nancy? Come here. <laughs> it's it would make it, it would added flavor. All right, so now we know a little bit about the history of gruel. How do we, as millennials, make gruel? Well, okay. I mean, I, if we were doing it the millennial way, it would probably be served in some ridiculous vessel or, like, have avocado on it or any of those, like, typical things. I really wanted to taste what gruel would be in its purest form the way our ancestors ate it. Mm. Um. So... We are making a traditional gruel that I found the website on a medieval cooking site. Like the site was medieval? It was. Yes, it does. It looks medieval and... Or it was just created so long ago. (laughs) Pre-internet? Yes. Yeah. Um, And so this gruel is one tablespoon of groats, two tablespoons of cold water, and one pint of boiling water. And so I basically... uh, We just... We, bo- we didn't boil the water completely because we felt like cauldron times. And then you basically kind of vigorously stir the cold water and the groats and then pour the hot water into that and let it sit for a little while. Right. So we've cooked uh, gruel while yeah. we're recording this. And so where did you procure your groats? Whole Foods. Whole Foods? Okay. Yeah. It's in... This is a millennial gruel. Yeah, it is. It it is. It's non-GMO. It's Mm -hmm. gluten-free. It's gruelty-free. Yeah, gruelty-free. Yeah, I was able to... You can actually find groats. Like, I'm sure you can buy them on Amazon. Or you could just go into, like, somebody's field and pick this shit and step on it. That was sort of the point, too. I don't know why stepping on it is a necessary step. You're a little obsessed step. with that one. Isn't that what you do with, like, <laughs> crack? 
Or can you step well, on it? Well, stepping on it is a sort of lay term for mixing it with something else. Oh, okay. That's you don't right. actually step on it to step on something. You mix Coke with like baby on. formula or okay. uh, or uh, like a protein powder that's, or something like you that. You know, I wish people had started using that more in life. Like I would like to use step. I'm going to step on it. Yeah. yeah. Like I really stepped on this yeah. Craigslist shirt I'm about to sell. <laughs> Hold on. There's a better one. I'm going to cut that the hell out. <laughs> what can you step? So what many, can you step I have on? So many questions about why no. you're selling a shirt on Craigslist. It was a lot of bad examples all at once. Um, this isn't a good example. You just should. <laughs> this is getting so edited out. <laughs> Let me go back to this. To I want to find a good stepping so, on example. Well, let's talk about like, what do you think the gruel is going to taste like? Uh, I'm not expecting much flavor. I'm expecting a very bland, watery oatmeal with nothing added into it. Okay. But so I kind of expect the same thing, but I'm kind of looking forward to that because I'm a person that eats waffles and pancakes with nothing on them. Wow. I really like bland doughiness. So flavor is not important to you. <laughs> no. So this is why you like chicken noodle soup yes. so much. Okay. <laughs> I kind of expect gruel to taste like I'm eating Game of Thrones. Okay. Like I can put myself there. Yeah. That's another thing I've never seen. <laughs> so again. The so soup, the word soup, when people would have gruel, sometimes they would put a piece of bread at the at the bottom of the bowl to sop it up. Okay. And so they think, maybe, some historians believe that soup actually comes from sop, mm. which is the bread sopping up the gruel. Really? Mm -hmm. Now the two worlds kind of merged. I yes. understand where. Yeah, it's the evolution. How often do you, I mean, bread seems like it's kind of gone by the wayside in most soups. Every once in a while you see the saltine cracker. It adds a lot, sort of thing. But it adds I, a lot. Anytime, I, I'm a big believer, if the soup is not like a chunky soup, if you would, I believe the word is potage, mm -hmm. uh, like a mushroom that's like a creamy mushroom or any soup that's not really chunky, I think the bread adds a lot to it. I would say even the thicker soups, like a nice tomato soup. Yeah. Bread's huge for it. Honestly, tomato soup is another soup that I'm, eh, I'm kind of, I think it's kind of overrated. Uh, take it back, first of all. <laughs> so take it back. <laughs> would you take it back, please? <laughs> I can't. I can't. I think it's overrated. You said it, but now you need to take it back. It's, I, I feel like it's people, I get grilled cheese and tomato soup, but tomato soup on its own fine delicious really good it's just boring so now we're going to try the gruel and for anyone who's been interested in trying gruel please make it at home and at this part of the podcast we want you to try it with us so we are going to set the mood and we're going to try it with you so right now our voices are going to get lower it is 947 bc you just awoke in a prison cell. It's been dark for six hours already. You can hear the sounds of a man with syphilis screaming into his can. Water drips from another cell all the time. In the distance, a whip breaks skin. A whimper. And then silence. 
Somebody is sliding something under the door. Is it a bowl? You cup your hand into a spoon shape. First impressions. It's it's bad, um, but my expectations were really low. Mm-hmm. So the actual groats themselves, I don't mind. No, there's can, almost a nutty flavor to them. Yeah, I can see, you know, this they would totally work in another soup that was hot, maybe not. Our gruel is, is tepid. Um mm kind of lukewarm but yeah so i can see the groats working really well and i can honestly see why people you know ate this it's not that bad so if you were going to improve this based on what you have now like what would a modern gruel be to you what would be added to this what changes salt 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 would would be a good one like a ton yeah just maybe salt what about you uh i would go for something hot uh i i think in this element i almost could see doing a little bit of like mustard seed something like that Ooh. that might spice it up a little it, bit take it to like a southeast asia yeah a little bit i think if we're going something really basic of basic <laughs> spice that could add something huge to this give mm-hmm. it some character because right now it's pretty basic but that straw that really grainy quality yeah. seems like it would work really well with something like mustard but the, like you said the groats they have a flavor they do they don't they're not they're not it's not like tofu you know um they yeah they have a flavor and i'm sure i mean these are buckwheat groats uh i'm sure i don't know maybe the flavor would change depending on the style of plausibly growth. honestly or I they think all just kind of taste the same if <laughs> probably, probably. <laughs> more <Yeah>. than likely <laughs> there weren't a lot of magic bullets in the yeah. uh in uh, yeah. 9000 bc i think if they were if the groats were ground up like if they were softened right, right. Which is, I think, what a lot of people did. Yeah. They ground them more than we did. We just put them, we just used them in there. We wanted the basis on the go gruel you could have. Yeah. We wanted a five minute gruel and we got it. And it tastes like a five minute gruel. Yeah. But it's If you spent a little time with this, um, ground up the groats, add a little spice, this isn't that bad of a dish. Yeah. I could see it like being a thing that survivalists eat. Gruel has kind of a bad rap now yeah. that I'm having this. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Granted, these are buckwheat groats from Whole Foods. Right. However, these are staples. These are basic, unprocessed groats that have flavor to them. 
And really, I mean, you know, one could say that oatmeal is gruel. Oh, yeah. It's a, just a thicker gruel. Yeah. It's instead of using groats, it's just oats. Same with like cream of wheat and uh, grits. It's all gruel. It's just time, water, and heat. Yeah. And branding. Gruel <laughs> really, really could use a rebrand. I haven't. I, a Quaker should consider picking up <laughs> just a Quaker gruel, a quick on the go. Yeah. A steel just cut to, gruel yeah, would that's sell. Like a, that's like a step one is like, you know what? Maybe gruel doesn't have to be for orphans. I think gruel's lost a step. Like it's probably not going to make the sort of comeback it's right. capable of. Yeah, it's been too long. This is unrelated to gruel, but... Uh, so the first and second class Titanic foods, the second class ones sounded way better. Aside from the first class people getting cheese, mm. and the second class people got cheese too, but the first class people, it was just basically meat on meat on meat, but the second class people got french fries. Really? Well, not french fries, but they got like fried potato, which I was like, I would want, and meat. Like I would want fried potato and meat over... I think they had like a boiled potato. In it's first a bit class. more dynamic of a meal. Yeah. So the second class is the same as it's been since nine. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> about a hundred years. We're still eating French fries and potatoes and some meat. That that class, they say it's dying out, but it seems fine. <laughs> seems like it's going strong. We now welcome to Ladle to the Grave podcast, J.J. Nolan. Woo! Yeah. J.J., a star of stage and screen. Uh Uh-huh. You can see her in multiple upcoming projects, which are far too NDA to mention. Super NDA. Uh Uh-huh. But we wanted to talk to J.J. a little bit so you can- She's an actress. She is an actress, yes. (laughs) I thought star of stage and screen would cover that. Actual star. Yeah. She is a burning ball of gas that's emitting light far, far away from us. Um, Some people would not argue. Uh Um, JJ, you're going to see in many upcoming projects, um, including Snatchers. Yep. Which is something, uh, JJ, you want to just give the premise of that? Yeah. Uh, Well, it's, it's an alien horror pregnancy it's an alien pregnancy horror comedy um if you are familiar with that genre mm-hmm. uh <laughs> so the installments i know yeah <laughs> who can who can forget it's about a girl who gets pregnant uh with an alien um not sure where it's going to be released yet but it went to sundance and south by and uh we're excited to see where it goes but i don't know what it's where it's going to be it had a lot of critical yeah. acclaim at yeah. south by southwest and it appeared on multiple lists <laughs> um the titles of which i do not know but yeah. jj please tell us no i don't know them either okay great uh. cool <laughs> it was on lists where is south, south by southwest is in austin yeah Okay. Yeah. Which yeah. is where JJ is from, Texas. Uh, yeah. Wow. It's like, I'm from Dallas, guys. Yeah. 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 I rectified it by saying Texas, <laughs> not Austin. Levon is the one who knows uh. nothing about you. <laughs> you don't really have an accent. Yeah. No, I, people from Dallas don't really have accents. That's what I hear. Okay. Uh, I, I mean, my dad has a really thick accent, but he's also from Brownsville, Texas. Uh, where they do have thicker accents, but I, I don't think that I ever really had an accent. 
Did my, you know? My sister has an accent. They, I just saw a uh, study recently that people find the Texas accent to be the sexiest accent. In all of Texas. Say that again. <laughs> <laughs> my stars. <laughs> they, they think the Texas accent is... <laughs> Well, I, I, if I had known. Unhook my bra. <laughs> I'd have been using it the whole time. Oh. Uh, my undergarments don't <laughs> got stained on them. I didn't. Well, I didn't. Hey, y'all. <laughs> it's JJ Nolan from Texas. <laughs> Hook him horns. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm actually getting a lot of texts from people right now. <laughs> do, do you want to fuck? Erections are forming nationwide after that. So, JJ, being from Texas, you must have experienced plenty of good soups along your days. Oh, yeah, Jason. Yeah. That's what we want to hear about. Okay. All right. Uh, chili. Uh, Texas chili. Do you think that's a soup? I don't know what makes it. I, yeah. Do yeah. you not think of it as soup? Well, it doesn't. Where I mean, do you draw I, the line, Lavana? Well, I think yeah. it's a ch- it's chili. I feel like chili is. But its don't own. you consume it by bowl and spoon? I I do, but sometimes I use a fork. Well, you you're eating some what? chunky chili. Yeah, <laughs> that better be a like that's a some thick chunky chili. fork. <laughs> it's just like. <laughs> Steak I in did, there. Sometimes that is chili number five. Uh, with a fork and a knife. Is, yeah. Sometimes when I get the when I get the canned chili from the supermarket, I eat it with a fork. Because just out of the can. Yes. You gotta eat it in, in a dark uh, in, in a dark corner of my <laughs> of my bedroom, of crying. <laughs> yeah. Did you did you like soup as a kid? Yeah, I liked alphabet soup. I know it's like so. I weird. love no. I still. Okay. I'm. I'm in a phase Lincoln of that. Doesn't now. like alphabet. Yeah, so. I've been making oh, it recently. Yeah, I love it. Uh, well, I mean, gosh, it's. A, are you making it from scratch or? I've been making <laughs> Just forming the letters yourself. <laughs> I've been making soap. I'm gonna mispronounce this. Sopra. Soap. Wait. Sopra. Sopra. Yeah, that's Sopra. right. Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> Sopra. You get a ladle, and you get a ladle, and you get a ladle. <laughs> <laughs> it's sofa. Sofa. <laughs> sofa de lettre. I don't know if that's correct. It's Spanish. What is it? Okay. Well, yeah, so look, it's go basically on. tomato soup with alphabet. So I oh. make. Oh. Are you making it from scratch? Yes. It's so, so you're good. making the alphabets? No. No, I mean. The, I mean, the, broth. the letters? No, no, oh. no. no. Well, where I've, are you getting the letters? Where are you getting the upside down exclamation points? From the from the supermarket. You can buy you can buy alphabet pasta. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh. It's in like the Spanish section, Mexican. Oh, really? You know the alphabets about. are. You know what I'm talking about? <gasps> yeah, it's like a, there's it's a specific brand that I can't remember the name of, but they have these like stick pastas that are also you can make sopa de fido, fido, fido. sopa de fido. So, yes. <laughs> so, sopa de fido. I love correcting yeah, I you and that. making it even worse. Remember, my mom would make me a nice warm bowl of sopa de fido. <laughs> sopa de fido. Feeling sick, mom. That's the soup du jour. Soup du jour. Very popular. Yeah, and amongst Mama, I think Nell uh, loved that soup. <laughs> so you make, so you buy the pasta, and then I think what kind of makes it 
and it's really good and i've never i'd never had a soup that i know of at least that did this before but you make a tomato base which is like broth whatever vegetable chicken broth and then tomato like canned chopped tomatoes and you blend it with garlic and onion and like seasonings uh-huh. and then you take the pasta and you fry the pasta in <gasps> olive oil for like a couple of minutes and then you pour the broth in and cook phenomenal. it the rest of the way. It's really good. Sofa-diffa-doo is what I'm having tonight. sofa Oh, my God. That's what I'm making for... It's it's actually easier than one might think, and it's really delicious. I'm sold on that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sofa-diffa-doo sounds... That sounds sofa-diffa-dooper. What's your least favorite soup? Oh, gazpacho. Why? I... Well, first of all, I don't think that it has a great taste. I also don't love the temperature, uh, which is cold. Yeah, it's like toilet water, but it's with tomatoes but in red, it. Red, yeah, <laughs> well, and spicy. Some of us that is our toilet water. Some of us have difficult movements. Uh, this is a cup of disappointment. I told you the options were shitty. We are now enjoying a oh. southwestern favorite. Tortilla soup. Tortilla mm. beef soup? I don't... I think it's chicken. Levana describes. This is... <laughs> what is it? It's not... It's JJ's disappointed. I'm... Uh, I'm a little let down. Yeah. It's a whole food selection. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, there's no tortillas in this tortilla soup. And they didn't have them on the side. Uh, right? Because sometimes they have you them know, on the side. Uh, second of all, I really like for there to be cheese... This is like a bean and corn soup mm-hmm. that's got a serious bean. <laughs> bean agenda. It's got a. <laughs> it's got a pretty bean heavy agenda. Uh, I like I like when there's uh, some avocado and some mm. cheese on top of yeah. the tortilla soup. Uh, most importantly, uh, don't forget the tortillas. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it, it was weird. It was mm-hmm. this. Um, you can tell because of the color too. I mean. Maybe in the if stirred up, it has a, a thicker consistency. But I'm beginning to think no tortillas were made. At all. <laughs> I'm if you gave me the soup it. and didn't tell me that it was supposed to be tortilla, then I'd still like the soup. Right, but but you're, but you were like I had expectations, mm-hmm. and this is not what I had hoped for. A stronger reaction. <laughs> because the truth I is, I'll eat anything, more. even this garbage that you put in front of me. I've eaten the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. This trash is, soup. This is a living euphemism for bad sex. Is <laughs> this tortilla soup? Hey, it's hey. still Tor- fine. This tortilla yeah. soup. It was this <laughs> fine split, to me. Split it's pea. Just... Which who whose favorite soup is split pea? They don't live anymore. Nobody. They uh, well, they were the first wave time. at, at yeah. Normandy. That's <laughs> <laughs> what so they were. Uh, it, it, oh, you know what? I made a cheeseburger soup not too long ago. Um, that sounds so good. I've never had that before. Yeah, I was trying. Uh, <laughs> was trying to do like keto, even though I was just like doing um, keto during the day and then eating ice cream at night, which is not keto at all. <laughs> I didn't know it was called keto. I thought it was keto. Uh, keto sounds. She's from Texas. Leave her alone. <laughs> it's keto genius. <laughs> keto genius. Keto. <laughs> I like to do things in a crock pot sometimes, um, mm. just because it like something about it just makes me feel like a 
fucking homemaker. Yeah. Do you totally. put the, uh, yeah, totally. the timer on it too and set like a kill switch on it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's the best. Yeah. At a, with a crock pot, it's like, oh, it's already warm. It's done. Yeah. So I can be an entertain, like I can entertain. Oh, you yes. can, yeah. Oh, wow. And you're like entertaining a lot of parties, yeah, aren't some you? Yeah, fancy soup. Yeah. No, but I, I don't, I never use our crock pot. Or very rarely. It sounds like you use yeah. it all the time. And no, you have no, no. Inter- you, <laughs> I don't, no, I don't use, I don't use it that often. I'm just saying, I think that's why, that's why it makes me feel like more of an adult and more capable when I when do use do. it because I'm not like running you around. You can engage. <laughs> yes. Engage. Yeah. Uh, we, what would you feel it? about like if you uh, just saw a girl just like with a crock pot or she's just crock potting for herself? Like a single crock pot? Yeah. Like a, like a mini crock pot? Yeah. Is that like a turn on? Is it? Is there or such is a thing? Like, kind of as a single crockpot. There's smaller ones. Yeah. Oh, I know. no! I, I mean, I no, I just mean like if she just like crockpots for herself. I'm describing myself. <laughs> <laughs> Big. This is a come on. <laughs> In her environment. Honestly, a little intimidating. <laughs> uh, go ahead and say, not enough man for a woman. <laughs> crockpot. Not at all. I know myself mm. too. I t- Did you have soup when you were in Spain? Soup in Spain. Um, Did you have any when you were there? I had paella. Does that count? No. Because it's in the It's broth. brothy. I it's eat like it with a, a spoon. Is it brothy? Yeah. I've never had brothy well, paella. Well, I, I guess I don't really know because I wasn't really eating paella. Yeah, <laughs> according to your cab driver. <laughs> this is the Stouffer's paella. <laughs> <laughs> it's brothy. Yeah, there's like rice and seafood. and mm-hmm. There's a ton of seafood. Comes in a seafood big... And rice. <clears throat> Uh, pan and you eat it with a spoon. Do you have any soup memories from your travels? Soup memories. Uh, so, uh, I I don't know. I don't remember if it was the same trip, but I did have gazpacho in New York before I flew to Europe, and Here it is. you know it was just a. Man, it ruined it. The yeah. origin of the. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a soup memory. That's a soup memory right there. <laughs> it's a bad one. It's a soup yeah. nightmare. It's a soup, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a bad soup memory. I was just. I was just, minding my own business. I was just minding my own business, having a uh, honestly a, a kind of a great day. And I went into the wrong restaurant. Um, yeah, I was in a. Uh, uh, it was in where was I? Lower East Side? No, I was in West Village. Oh, just wandered into this nice restaurant and mm-hmm. ordered the gazpacho on the what, menu. Why did you order gazpacho? It was hot outside, was and hot. they sold mm-hmm. me on it. That's mm. exactly what we thought you should order it for. Yeah. And then what happened? What was the next well, thing that happened? I sent it back. Wow. I sent it back. What did you say? I said, uh, um, What's the reason? Uh, Garcon? <laughs> Garcon. It's in New York, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I was about to go to Europe. <laughs> right. To Spain, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Garcon, uh, what is this blasphemy? Uh, I said it in in Europe language. Sure. Yeah. That one they have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They just speak European. Like, <clears throat> uh, I I said it in European. Yeah, I said, Carson, what is this? Uh, what is this garbage? And uh, he was like, I'm so sorry. We were just, um, you know, we were just. <laughs> None of this happened, by the way. I didn't ever send it back. I ate it like a polite person and uh, paid for it paid yeah. the full 18 did you, did you or whatever finish, it was. did you eat the whole thing of course i did lavana because i'm not Still a quitter <laughs> no. yeah but that's but i think that is probably why it traumatized you partly because i had to yeah. eat the whole thing yeah, every you spoonful eat, yeah. just remind you yeah. how much it sucked 
Yeah. <clears throat> and well, you were angry for not sending it back. Yeah. Why couldn't you find the strength to do that? I think I was younger. I was younger mm-hmm. and I didn't know. I hadn't right. been to Europe yet. Right. <laughs> I, I hadn't even tried frozen paella yet. <laughs> I hadn't been on my stupid adventure yet. <coughs> Self-discovery. Yeah. And sometimes... <laughs> Just blacked out. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you think, so what if, if somebody brought you to a place and they said, and it was somebody you trusted? Yeah. And they said, they have amazing gazpacho here. It's not going to be like that. Because get ready for the next part of this podcast. Because <laughs> <laughs> we... We've had a crock pot in the background cooking up. <laughs> but it can't be cooking because it's gazpacho. It's been unplugged for some time. <laughs> for seven years. Seven years. <laughs> it's the same gazpacho. <laughs> would, you, would you try it again? <clears throat> Are you guys seriously about to gazpacho? No, we're not okay. going to gazpacho no. you. Because I would fucking you are try safe. it. <laughs> okay, okay. Now we wish we had it. Especially after that garbage you got me. I know. Put that was away. just a primer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One thing that we we haven't covered um, because you were in a movie about extraterrestrials and aliens and them coming to uh, sexually America. Sexually. Yes. So, but if, if aliens did come... Sexually. And physically. Sexually. Sexually. <laughs> <laughs> if, they, if they arrived onto planet Earth and we wanted to welcome them... Sexually. With super- <laughs> Sexually. Through climax. Before, before the, before the group alien human orgy... Uh-huh. Happened. Okay. Mm. We would serve them soup. Mm. You think we would just have a big old batch of soup waiting? I think. I think that. I think. But I think we should. And I'm wondering what soup would we serve to aliens? Well, you're not allowed us. to bring tortilla soup because you don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, that isn't allowed because they would leave and go right back to a different be orgy like, on wait, a different planet what? where there are tortillas. They would reverse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where they actually serve tortilla soup with tortillas. We'd never get to the like, orgy. Yeah. We don't understand why aren't there tortillas with the tortilla soup. God, I love Jameson's alien impression. It's, not, it's, it's so spot on. It's just a bitchier Jameson. It's, it's a shriller <laughs> version. <laughs> but is there, so what, do you, what, what soup do you, would you want to represent humanity to aliens? I I would do a vegetarian or vegan soup mm. because I want them to think we don't eat Me? living things so they Feel don't safe. think mm. we are threats want to be eaten. Oh, okay. So I like they, that you put can some thought mercy. into this. Yeah. yeah. They they be like, "Oh, <laughs> we can't eat these humans because they they don't eat other living things. They don't get it." If it's it, it well, first of all, it depends on the aliens, right? Uh, because mm. there's a lot of different theories about. I don't know if you guys have heard about all these theories, <laughs> all these we, different we types of aliens. But boy, oh boy, are there a lot of theories out there yeah. for what aliens may or may not uh, look like, right. sound like, no how they would that, treat no. us. It, it, it's been it, people have tapped into it a little bit but I don't know if it's really been explored not in media 
Hardly. <laughs> That's why. Yeah, Snatchers is so new. This hasn't. It's a new concept. Um, well, actually, it is though, because the way that those aliens communicate, uh, I think that they would take your soup and kill you with it. Oh, wow. okay. These are creatively I mean, yeah. violent aliens. It's like, wait, yeah, it depends on the type of alien. If they, these aliens are uh, specifically there to take over the universe, um, they are not friendly, um, and. Yeah, they like to have sex, and that's why they're here. And is that a th- yeah. is that a theory? Is that a theory about certain aliens that they're just like horn dogs? Well, I don't know if it's a theory about certain aliens. <laughs> that depends whose theory. I, it is. I was referring specifically to Snatchers. Okay. Those aliens, the are aliens in that movie, are super horny. Horny well. AF. Interesting. Yeah. I wonder. Is it? Is it? Is there a reason for it? What? The cosmos are lonely. Yeah, are they? Yeah. yeah, are they really deprived? They want to start a new uh, Earth. Huh. Okay, so they're they just they're, they're trying to start a new. They're species. trying to procreate, yeah. right? They're just feeling like you they're feeling their own mortality. Yeah, they're yeah. Like, where am I? What am I here for? Just procreate. Yeah, it just they're spreading yeah. alien seed. Yeah, yeah. And as far and as wide as they can. Yeah, I I don't know what they eat. I don't know if they would eat soup. But I, I feel like if I didn't like the aliens, I would give them gazpacho. <laughs> <laughs> I would give them the tortilla soup. <laughs> I'm never bringing soup again. <laughs> do, you, do you have a? Would you? Do you have a soup that you would? Yeah, serve I was thinking about that. I thought it might going back to trying to seem as a uh, friendly where where are the aliens touching down by the way is this occurring in america santa monica mm-hmm. santa yeah monica. Just on the pier yeah. <laughs> <laughs> by the guess your weight machine yeah. <laughs> uh i thought it'd be a good uh gesture of working with your fellow man if we presented a soup that was not from america like an asian soup or a ramen a tom ka a tom ka correct ramen I think ramen. that we could get them if we gave them ramen. Yeah, I think ramen's pretty impressive. Because that, yeah. that shows yeah. sophistication. Does it? We show we have lots of tools here because ramen involves multiple things. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess. Yeah. yeah, you have to know how to use both your hands. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then we would they we take out chopsticks and that would like blow their mind. I think yeah. it would be a good power it could also move be a to weapon. try to get yeah. them to use chopsticks their first time at Earth. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. What if they only have? What if they only have two fingers on their oh, hands? Oh no, it's not perfect at all, is it? I don't even know. To well, you post a lot honest. of Snatchers stuff. Where can people find your information online? Uh, I am at JJ the Unicorn. Um. All right. Cool. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Thank you so much for listening to our first episode of Ladle to the Grave. Our heartfelt thank yous. Our very heartfelt thank yous. We know it's our first episode and we only expect it to get better. Hopefully. Hopefully. Um, In the episodes to come, we're going to talk to professional chefs, more comedians, spice traders, survivalists, 
titans of the soup industry and enthusiasts um, from all shades of this world. Um, we're also going to have games, audience participation, and we'd love for you, our hopeful audience, if you're there, to get involved. If you go, okay, so if you go to our website, which is ladletothegravepod.com, you can find recipes for a few of the soups that we talked about on today's show, uh, as well as, I don't know, musings, maybe some pictures of things, maybe some poetry. We'll see what, what comes of that. Um, you can also follow us at at ladle to the grave um and if you if we don't follow you back please don't be offended we only follow kim kardashian and until we eat again have a super week all right should we try that again or is it good enough let's try it let's listen to it all right